You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. When it comes to entertainment in Los Angeles, one production company has it on lock. Young Baca Productions. From a bi-monthly show at the Airliner in Los Angeles, to the many shows, to the B-Side Forum, to the State of Battle Rap on the B-SideChannel.com, Young Baca Productions are putting together the dopest entertainment in Los Angeles, California, and beyond. Check them out on Wait the Flock Up Send You, YoungBacaProductions.com. Welcome back to the show. You are now listening to Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714. And with me is nobody. Usually I have a gang of people with me with these type of interviews. You know, people would like to see them uh, go down live. But today it's a very special day. We've been running up and down. I just came from um, Freestyle Session 2015. You familiar with it? Uh, well, you guys were telling me about it. Yeah. You guys were telling me about it. How was it? It was dope? It was dope. It's, it's the largest B-boy event on the planet. Nice. And it was held here. Uh, some call it the Super Bowl of b-boys or break wow. because wow. everyone that's anyone is there and all the crews are competing this is pretty much like the end all for the year like if, if you win this let's say like you get your props for the rest of the year until the next one and beautiful blah, blah, blah. beautiful well i started i started as a b-boy that's how i oh, came you into did? the game okay. yeah that's what's up so the reason i'm there is because uh, uh i am a newly mighty zulu king Congratulations! And thank you very much, and the, the thanks to LNS for putting me on. He saw potential in what I do, and uh, I respect him for him. And uh, I'm not gonna let him down. You know what I'm saying? So Excellent. Wake the flock of .nez where you want to go and you want to check out episodes like this one. Yeah, uh, you gotta start. You gotta turn it a lot earlier, girl. <laughs> turn it a lot earlier. Episodes like this one. Episodes Let's like yeah, Master Ace, DJ Revolution, Planet Asia, Dembrick. Shout out to Planet Asia. He was on my second album. Yeah. Shout uh, out to Asia. Who else we got? Dembrick. We got uh, uh, Sunspot Jones. We have uh, man. The list goes on and on. Just go to wakeflock.net and you'll see you'll see the kind of uh, interviews we. We come out. Oh, Ari the Rugged Man's been on it, you know. So nice. Yeah. So uh, we 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 like to work with um. Well, the way it works, I have a wish list that I created when I started the show, 
and I base everything off I do off of that wish list. So that's dope. You know what I mean? So following the vision, following the game you, plan. You have to. You have you to. Have you to, have to. Some kind of like perspective of where you want to go. Especially when you work for yourself, you know, you got uh, to stick to your path. I had a I had a great conversation with Cookbook from um, LA Symphony, and what he told me was. Uh, he works he works opposite of how people work because uh the way it works is like if now normally like everyday people they just shoot at a target like they're like you got to shoot at a target and aim it and practice and do your best to to get that bulls the bullseye oh absolutely that even even in terms of what you know what i do with, with, with my music that's that's always what i've done you know right i would have been out the game a long time ago if i didn't if i didn't have a clear concise goal and vision and direction that i wanted to take my yeah, career abso- in. You know? absolutely nobody will hold your hand and what happens is he, he gives me this, this uh the simile of like people shoot arrows not at a target, but they shoot it. Then they walk up and put a target around. They're like, "Oh, I guess I work at Walmart now." That exactly. Guy, this is what when it's like, no, dude, the, keep sh- keep aiming for that bullseye. Well, me and my homie were actually talking yeah. about that the, uh, yesterday, I think, uh, over dinner and shit, and we were basically saying how you know life is is only exciting and you know truly worth living when you're pursuing your passions right so why would anybody allow you know society to put them in a box and tell them based on you know where they come from financially or you know whatever background that oh you have to do this or you can't believe in yourself and i think that's what's so um inspiring about hip-hop you yeah. know what I mean? That it, it gives an outlet to a lot of to a lot of kids that you know, like us, that maybe wouldn't have had you know means to like. I'm from Montreal, Canada. Like, what am I doing in L.A. right now, talking mm-hmm. to you? Yeah, it's music. Yeah, it's hip hop. Absolutely. You know, what it's, it's your grind, and what and what allows and what makes people be and do things that they don't want to do is they either really it's too comfortable for them mm-hmm. and being comfortable is not a good thing is that's what i Hell tell no. all these mcs like dude if you're comfortable where you are dude then you didn't you didn't aim your goals high enough if you can reach that first goal then do you need to put up another one because Absolutely. if you stay there you're going to stay rocking the same place rocking the same show couldn't agree with you because it's easy to just walk up and be like oh yeah blah, blah. and every hood in the world no matter where you're from from you know from la to new york to canada it's always crabs in a bucket yep you know what i mean and people are always um you know happy as long as you're not doing better than them. Mm. But the second they feel you're doing better than them, a lot of weak character people um, feel, you know, belittled by that. Right. And I think a lot of people, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, they feel overwhelmed by that. And, mm. you know, and at the end of the day, man, you do things for the right reason. Yeah. And that's when it gains a great result. Right. Whether that's art, yes. whether that's friendship, whether that's business, hip hop especially. Like if you're making records with the intention of being hot, yeah. You're already not hot. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you're hot or you're not hot. It's like, what's that um, line? I think it was in a movie. Uh, I think it was Sean Penn. He said, beauty doesn't ask for attention. Oh, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no beauty doubt. doesn't say, hey, I'm beautiful. Yeah. Come and look at me. Yeah. Beauty is beauty. Beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's undeniable. So therefore, it's obvious, so right? Th- and that's what I told people is like, okay, I believe just like, like anything in life, hip hop has... Um, it, it has it has it has a beginning and a present, but it understands like it it has people that are meant to do certain things in it. Absolutely, right? and everybody's not meant to be and, a b-boy. But, but and what MC, happens? But producer. what happens is people fight that, Absolutely. and they and they forcefully want to be an MC, and they don't and play they to their strong suit. And, and they, so they just fight it and fight it and fight it, and then your life is miserable. You don't have these shows because you're not meant to do that. And what happens is when you do something that you are meant to do, yeah. 
to a certain extent, it's easy. Like it's facilitated for you. Doesn't mean there's not hard work involved, but it means that it, things aren't that hard to get there because like you have the skills, mm-hmm. you're meant to do it, you have mm-hmm. that specific grind. So you land interviews easy because you're supposed to land these interviews. Well, I think also, you know, like, uh, like I said, when you do things for the right reason right. And, it's, and it's out of genuine inspiration and love yeah. and, and the right, you know, shit, mm-hmm. that, that comes across to people and people who are like-minded will be like, hey, the quality speaks for itself. Yeah. This dude seems like a humble cat. Yeah. Let me fucking Life give him an opportunity. Life responds to it. Life, you Couldn't know, agree with reality you more, responds to the you doing something from your heart with a positive idea. Me and my homie have been talking about idea. this all week. All yeah. week we've been talking about this and, and it couldn't be more true. And like I was even saying to him, like, yo, if I listen to other people or if I did the logical, safe thing, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to Damn you. I right. would still be doing music because yeah. it is not logical yeah. for you know uh, a, a white uh, Jewish cat from <laughs> Montreal, Canada, yeah. you know, to be making a living off of rap music right, right, and right. being you know doing it in in L.A. and New York or wherever. Yeah, and but that's what made sense to me yeah. like I never had a plan B like mm-hmm. I was like oh, I'm, I'm gonna do music for yeah. the rest of my life yeah. like, but if I ever had a plan B or if I ever thought it wasn't possible it's like Kanye said when you when you try hard is when you die hard mm. if I ever question it I wouldn't still be doing it mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. I've been doing this shit since I'm 14 years old well let, let's get into it and, and so I get a chance to introduce you wait to flock up Donet yep. Instagram Twitter Facebook follow us you can find us on Stitcher on iHeart on SoundCloud on anything that you can find a fucking podcast you can find Wake the Flock Up and I work very hard to make that happen so check us out now let me introduce my guest I'm sitting here with Bless yes sir and the way that this came down is uh, I work with James yeah that's my publicist and, and James is a lot of people's publicist it appears yes sir yes sir cause every so often I'll get a, a random hey you know what I got this artist in town I, I think it would be perfect if you sat down with them and uh and, and James, or I bet. Well, obviously, I begged James originally for an interview for an artist. Mm-hmm. He, that artist went back and told him, like, "Bro, who the fuck was that?" Because that interview was bananas good, right? And I was like, "And he, James is like, dude, whatever you did, keep fucking doing that. Yeah. If you keep doing that, I'll keep feeding you artists." So, and we've been building this continuous. Yeah, thing. He, he definitely spoke very highly, uh, you know, about you and yeah, the show. And he it. was like, "Yo, um, it was kind of last minute. I came out here to work with uh, with some cats out here, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, it's a bit last minute, but you know, reach out to whoever." And he yeah. was like, "Yo." You got to you got to yeah. go see my man so it's a pleasure to be thank here you, thank, thank you for you. having me man and and uh if we take it very um it's something that I take very serious uh again because this is my contribution to hip hop I'm also an MC uh but I think that with this show and I've admitted and come to terms with it and I don't think it's a bad thing that I can do more for hip hop through these type of interviews it might be your true calling and I think it might be so I've I've debating changing my name to Sway <laughs> Sway Corolla. I don't know if you know Adam Corolla. Adam no Cor- Sway in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so Adam Corolla has the number one podcast on the planet. Oh, nice. Right? And Sway is Sway. So, therefore, I'm Sway Corolla. Yeah. Sway. Blessing Sway Corolla. <laughs> you know the way it works? Don't hotter ass on the Motorola. Oh, look at you. <laughs> all right. Tomorrow, all the classics. Cla- you see? Because it's a classic <laughs> kind of evening. I'm sitting here with Blessing. Not on the iPhone. Uh, from Canada. Yeah, from Montreal. How do you... uh? Uh, how, how's that going for you? Being from Canada. Being from Canada, how's that working out? It's cold. You? I'm pale sometimes, yeah. more than I should be. Yeah. But other than that, it's great. It's great, man. Yeah. It's great. Can't okay. complain, man. Now, now that we we're starting to see a lot of, 
and, and they've been around for a minute. People don't realize this. Like uh, classified and swollen, been around for fucking ever. Yeah, but, and actually, yeah. it's funny when uh, I put my first album out at the same time that Class did mm-hmm. back in two thousand and three. Yeah, but I was already signed to Guru. Shout out, you know, RIP Guru. Shout out yeah. to Gangstar Prem. So I came up under them, and I was signed to Guru from like two thousand and one. Wow. So I toured. I did a lot of dates with Swollen. And um, I was I was definitely I would say maybe the probably the first one, you know, from my city, from Montreal, to have a deal, you know, in the U.S. and mm-hmm. to actually get a you know a full like release and all that. And um, it was pretty much me out of Montreal, swollen out of Vancouver, of course. Um, and then you know there was a few before me out of Toronto, you know, mm-hmm. Cardi, Cardinal, mm-hmm. Official, Chocolate, a few other guys, but by default i think i ended up being one of the pioneers you know mm-hmm. and then fast forward five six years after that the guys like drake and then you know weekend he's not an mc but you know he's huge yeah um you know work with my boy doc produced his whole first ep and shit yeah so then you know in terms of you know what we would call you know urban music not to be cheesy but mm-hmm. i'm including r&b with that the wave kind of came after mm-hmm. Guys like myself and Swollen and, and, and all these guys. So the it's, con- it's been crazy to see the evolution. Yeah, but the I'm contribution. Proud of it, you know? The Canadians are now. Uh, it's a new thing. Hip-hop. It's internationally. New. So, it is, so it is It is understood in Canada that like, this is a new thing that's starting off. Interna- right. Okay, put it this way Canadian MCs and Canadian hip hop yeah. has been there since, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. But it wasn't leaking outside of Canada because this is pre YouTube, right. pre internet. Sure. So it was there was only one or two guys who had you know uh, deals stateside, and I was one of them. Mm-hmm. And then um, Cardinal also. And then there was a big gap. And then bam, with the Drake explosion, yeah, it brought a lot of focus back on to us. Canada. Yeah. So that's great, you know. Yeah. And Drake's always been super cool and supportive. But but how is it viewed still in a? On, on like the public forums, hip hop in Canada is it still viewed as something like back home or international? Yeah, but like back home, like what does Canada think about Canadian hip hop? It's still, it, you know, it, that's a great question. It's still largely whatever the whatever the U.S. embraces yeah. is commercially what yeah. they're going to embrace. Yeah. So you know, Weekend Drake, one or two other cats. When it comes to you know underground hip hop, it's still a niche. It's still a niche market, but you know because of Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and all this stuff, it it, it leaks out a lot more because right. there's no more borders right. with with social media. Yeah, you don't you know back in the day you had a deal it was a Canada only release. Mm-hmm. Now you know the second you put it online, it's a worldwide release. Digital distribution is for everybody online. So mm-hmm. it, it, it it it's slowly but surely definitely evolving in in a, in a great direction and and you know Drake and people like that having the international light that they've had on them has had a lot of uh, positive impact on producers right. back in Canada. You know, a lot of producers are placing a lot of hot records. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me for people like M and 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 you know everybody in the right. game you know uh the one thing that uh it's really comes to mind when i i speak to an mc that's not from the united states right mm-hmm. or even even your typical race like black or mm-hmm. something that's more dominant in hip hop right and someone told me this one time and he goes what what does what does race matter to the mic what does race matter to a trumpet to a guitar like what does it have to do with it doesn't care 
if you can play that guitar, the guitar is going to play for you. You can play the hell out of that if guitar. If you can rock the Absolutely. mic. And that's the beauty of true hip-hop, where it's like, dude, to this day, you could be Asian, German, Absolutely. whatever it is. But the minute you grab the mic and you rip that mic, you stop being whatever you are Absolutely. but an MC. And that's the power, to me, of hip-hop. Right. It's the unifying power that is so dope and that is what made hip-hop explode universally right <clears throat> you know j- japanese cats you know I-, I don't need to tell you whether it's from the in the b-boy world in mm-hmm. the graffiti world you know and um i think that you know obviously hip-hop was born out of black american culture right that's beyond denying yeah but as my man mr wiggles always told me yeah there was who was po- there by the way oh yeah, yeah oh man i should have came bro. dude i was gonna i i didn't want you to have to pay to get in <laughs> i i asked them because they invited us out if team, i would have known known wiggles was there he would have he would just let you in yeah, of course team backpack was uh asked us to go so then we went and we did what we do over there yeah. And, and then and then james hit me up but i had already committed I got and you. i couldn't say no i got so you. i told him look if he gets in, dude, I'll take care of him once he gets up, yeah, but I can't get him a pass. Yeah, it's all good. You know I mean, I, I, if I would have known Wiggs was there, I would have hit him. But Wiggles, Wiggles there. used to always. Elianess was there. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, 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 Crazy Legs was there. Legs, my homie. Dude, uh, Chris Rivers, uh, mm-hmm. Big Pun's yeah, son, was yeah, there. Yeah. It, it was, I was off the hook, though. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Wiggles Wiggles has is, is definitely been the big homie, and he was he played a, a intricate role of me, you know, developing early as an MC, and, you know, I'll get into that after and mm-hmm. shit. So I always, I mean, that's the big homie. Um, he's family. Um, he used to come out to Montreal and stay with me and right, my right. family and everything. Yeah. And uh, But he always used to tell me, you know, in the beginning, you know, really, of you know, hip hop culture started to really take off. Like, yeah, everybody knew the brothers, of course, were you know, b boy and all that shit. You know, it's Zulu Nation, Africa, Bam, all that. But the Latinos, the Puerto Ricans, the, and there was Polish b boys, you know, Polish Jews, yeah. like you know, what I mean, who were living in the Bronx, and right. it was it was all the kids that were into it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And of course, in terms of you know, when we think rap music, of course, we think Black America. And nobody could ever or should ever take that away that, you know, they birthed that. Yeah. And, but it evolved into something beautiful. But, and, and you know what I'm saying? Is Which is, is universal. Very quickly it was picked. It wasn't like it took them f- like 20 years then. No, no. Like literally, like when, when they started doing it, like the, the, the Puerto Ricans next door were like, well, what was that? Exactly. And then it literally, like the next week they were doing it. Like it's, it didn't take them long. I think where people get it twisted is what people need to realize is, first of all, art. Like you said, is yeah. art. It yeah. transcends everything. Mm-hmm. It's not a language. It's not male or female. It's right. not young, old. It's not black, white. But this is very important. Uh, I want to hear this. Hip hop is street culture. Mm. And the second it stops being street, mm-hmm. it is not authentic. Right. And street culture, when I, you could be a white uh, biker yeah. from California, you could be an Arab kid from Paris. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could be a, a Jewish kid from New York, from Brooklyn, like the Beastie Boys, or you know, like myself from Montreal, or you could be a brother from Compton. Mm-hmm. Street culture, right? It comes out of the hunger for more, mm-hmm. the necessity to better your situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. It comes from hunger, right? From being hungry. Right. So that is what people, you know, they, they you know, like ignorant people's yo hip hop's too gangster for me, you know what I mean, for me to be into or whatever. It's not gangster culture, it's street culture. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this graffiti authentic. That's what makes the, you know, what you wear in hip hop is so important to us, right? Cuz right. you know, 
hip hop is a universal language. It's it's the kicks you wear. It's how you tie your kicks. Mm -hmm. It's how you how you two step in the club. How yeah. you're not too enthusiastic. It's your you know your swag. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So it's street art, mm -hmm. street culture, right. and it should always be kept close to that. Yeah, and we've seen examples of when it's not that, right? And oh, it fails fucking miserably. Or or it's completely whack in in regular hip-hop standards. In commercial standards where it's very marketable, it's easy. That's that's an easy sell to the public. But when you're talking to people that are like involved in hip-hop, like yeah. people like you and me, people mm -hmm. that are behind the, the scenes, yeah, exactly. that, dude, they'll tell you off the bat, like, dude, that right there is watered down, trickled whackness. Exactly. And it's very rare, unfortunately, in our business that you'll have somebody who has that huge platform yeah. and that huge light on them uh -huh. and still is able to have dope records be pushed at radio. Like uh -huh. guys like Kanye yeah, and Jay yeah. are in a unique position. That's what yeah. people don't understand. Yeah. Kanye and Jay have such a huge fan base mm -hmm. from these major corporations spending hundreds of millions of dollars that he could spit some, like he could loop up some old Big Daddy Kane shit yeah. and shoot a video to it right. and that should have just be the new oaf. Like yeah. that's what Jay's doing. Yeah. And props to him and that's why he, you know, he's an icon. But some of these young kids coming out when they get signed to these labels, the label will laugh at them if they bring a record like that because they're right. like, motherfucker, we're not putting a budget behind that. Right. And then, oh, but Jay did, but you ain't, you don't have that platform. Right. So people have to understand, unfortunately, it's not even always the artist's fault. Mm. They just get put into a box. Yeah. And then they're like, if you want to, you want to eat? Okay. This is what you got to do to eat. It's tough. And yeah. you know who needs to be blamed? Not the rappers. Yeah. Not the producers. Uh huh. Not even necessarily the label, uh -huh. but the ignorant public that buys it, who fucking accepts that watered down bullshit, yeah. or who or or who perpetuate violence and gangster rap, yeah. or who needs beefs to sell, you know, magazines or whatever. I was watching. I don't know if you saw with like Huffington Post or something. Uh -huh. I saw a dope interview with Method Man uh -huh. semi recently. Right. I think, and uh, he was saying he was talking about you know the whole vibe cover East versus West Coast. Yeah, when uh when Diddy and Big were on the cover in like ninety. Whatever, and it was like what Pac and Sugar Dre or something like that. Right? No, it was the cover with Bad Boy with uh, oh okay, with, okay. When Biggie had the jean shirt on and yeah. Puff is behind him. Yeah. And they said they were just going there to do an interview to mm -hmm. talk about Biggie's project, and they were happy to be on the cover and vibe to you know to perpetuate Man. the fucking bullshit. Put East versus West Coast, and that solidified that war. Yeah. And who ended up paying? Yeah. Big and Pac. Yeah. And uh, Method Man was saying, and I really respect his point. Nobody shot at the editor of Vibe. Mm. They didn't have any problem. They just went on living their life. And he was saying, it's those people who should have had to be called to answer for some of the craziness that spilled out of that beef. You know right, what I mean? Right. And, you know, uh, companies are always going to um, put money behind things that get easy press and controversy shock value right. is an easy way mm -hmm. right that's what tmz does mm -hmm. so you can't blame a company for being a company or for artists wanting to eat off of his art mm. but the public needs to be a little more savvy with what they that's accept very true. That's and very say true. like yo don't give us another fucking watered down project mm -hmm. we want some art right and if art is what's up yeah. publicly popular art is pop music People always say, what's pop music? Mm -hmm. Oh, Britney Spears is pop. You know, pop means popular music. Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson used to be pop music. King the Isley pop. Brothers right. used to be considered pop music, yep. right? Yep. But now we think pop is, you know, whatever fucking Backstreet Boys or whatever shit. But 
pop music can be considered Kanye and Jay, or it can be considered a slew of other shit that isn't hot. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the public that perpetuates and, that. And, and what I tell people, like exactly what you said, is like I don't, I don't blame Jay Z for putting out an album that he knows is not good. Like I don't blame him for doing it because money's gonna do money and money. But is, I like Jay Z shit. I I personally don't like Jay Z. I'm like, using him as as a positive example. Well, what I'm using him as is what I'm saying is like I don't blame him for doing whatever it is he's doing. Whatever it is because money's gonna make money. Company to make company. But you can't deny Jake can still spit. Uh, I, that's debatable, spit. but uh, whether he can he or not, doesn't have to be your favorite. Yeah. At this point, uh, twenty five years I, I, after, and, and I tell people this all the time. I have never. Been a fan of Jay Z. I've never okay. liked Jay Z. That's your personal. And I, my, it's not, but that's but me. I'm just saying, at least he makes yeah. consistently quality hip hop. Well, it's lyrical. When you have a multi-million dollar machine behind you, right? Like you could, you can get whoever you want on it. You're gonna make decent music. Oh, but I what, agree with you. But what I'm saying is, is a uh, you, you if whenever he puts out an album and, and it's whatever it is, um, I don't blame him for having done it because he. That's what he does. That's what he. That's yeah. what I, blame. I blame the public for buying the album or buying the blah blah blah. When dude, it's very simple way to stop feeding this this repeti- this this circular I, motion. I'm more, of- I'm more talking about. Imagine if what you're saying, I guess, is you know, from from your perspective, like being a purist, mm-hmm. maybe if Jay isn't your cup of tea or whatever. Mm-hmm. But imagine like what I'm talking about is more people who buying like. Iggy Azalea yeah. and fucking, you know, Macklemore and shit like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, whatever. Shout out to everybody who's doing their thing. I'm not slandering anybody, but they're they're buying some really packaged pop music. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I don't even know why it wants to be put in the hip hop category. It's yeah. weird to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at least you have guys like Kanye and Jay respecting the boundaries of you know still you know chopping up hot loops and mm. doing soulful shit right. and you know what i mean like being it, it still has with soul it. It still that's has what i'm some saying kind that's of what i'm saying and that's cool to me if that is commercial i'm cool with that mm-hmm. i'm happy with that yeah but when you hear like a, like a iggy azalea i don't know if you saw when she went on sway Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> like, come on, like, like, <laughs> hey, like, be like a yo, like Fergie from um from Black Eyed Peas. Uh-huh. She's dope. Yeah, I met her back in the day. Super cool chick. Yeah, and she's talented. Yeah. she doesn't call herself a fucking rapper. Right, she doesn't call herself an MC. Right, she she's a songwriter. Yeah, and, she's a cute chick. And what and I was getting to was like, I blame I blame the audience as much as I blame the artist. For I fuck with Taylor Swift more than I do Iggy Azalea. Oh, you you like Taylor Swift? No, I don't. <laughs> But, but at least it. it's true yeah, no doubt. to what she's making. Oh, I see. You understand what I'm trying and to say? And say what you want about Taylor Swift. The girl can write a song. No, like, I, I'm not shitting like, on I'm just no, saying, no, like, but I'm saying like, like, to me, Katy Perry, to me, Katy Perry is a dope pop artist. Right. Lady Gaga is a dope pop yeah. artist. Taylor Swift is yeah. a good artist. Right. You know what I mean? But they're not, like, I'm an MC. Like, yeah, right. yo, yeah. what up, bless? Like, yeah. come on, fuck out of here. That's yeah. not what you do. But Iggy is not good at what she does. That's the difference. That's so why like I'm saying Taylor it's so Swift crazy. Is do- Look, dude, Taylor Swift can come out with a guitar, she'll play, and it's dope. Like, okay, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's we can all respect art as long as it's not trying to squeeze itself into a lie of right. a box. When you, you see what I'm when saying? You have, when you're trying to deceive people and they get to, to get them to give you money for something that is not good, that's where, that's it where the art. issue is. Exactly. If I came here with a banjo, <laughs> right, and a yeah. fucking rhinestone shirt, right. and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm a hot country artist, you'd be like, that. That kid's cool. Okay, like, all right. But if I came here like, yo, I'm an MC, and yeah. then I'm like some garbage yeah. weirdo shit, you'd be like, why do you even want to be considered this? Yeah. It's weird to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, they don't have a passion that you have. 
that I'm hearing, that I'm seeing when I'm talking to you. That passion's not there. You know what it is? Is they're trying to get money. They're trying to get rich. Yeah. And so but that what, never comes across properly, and there's no longevity in that. No, but the, the, good uh, for them. Unfortunately, though, they, they, they will get, get rich, check. which only kind of feeds their fuel more like it's working whatever it is yeah but you shouldn't be fucking doing it, it yeah. it's it's like you can't you can't everyone always goes uh the, he's not good but i respect the hustle he's not good but i respect the hustle and i tell him yeah child pornographers are not good but they got a fucking hustle bro is yeah. that cool nah. no yeah. so right. at some point, point at some point you gotta point. be like yo what you're doing is wrong for the culture yeah. for the scene and not even that for your super young listeners because 100%. who's listening to you is not 45 year old men they might be looking at you but who's listening to you are nine-year-old girls, thirteen-year-old girls, eleven. You're raising this youth on this, on this over-sexualized perversion shit, dude. What? There's not one video where Iggy does not show her ass. There's a video that was nothing but just her and her ass being displayed. <laughs> And it's like, yo, where's yep. the nutrients? This is empty calories. Yeah, like what happened to the fucking the Erica Badus and the uh, Jill Scotts? Lauren the Hill. Like course. these people are the like they go, what did Lauren Hill do? I'm gonna do the complete opposite. Lauren, of that. And Lauren Hill was so dope because she gave you concepts, right. storytelling. Yep. She gave you social responsibility. Like I've always been a fan of like you could make a street record talking about what's going on in your hood. Or you could make a record like LL for the ladies, mm. or you could make a whatever kind of record, but just make it real yeah. to what it is, yeah. and be responsible about it. Be like, yo, the homie's doing this, the homie's doing that, but I don't need to glorify it. Mm. That's what I seen coming up. That's how it is around my way. Mm-hmm. But put an intelligent spin on it. Right. Just be like, I'm out here fucking flipping this and that. I'll shoot anybody in the face, and then like, where's the Where's the responsibility in that? And, and the beauty part of and like, you know you're not doing that, or else you wouldn't be on this record. You'd be inside. You already jail or dead or something. Gone right? out of here, right? <laughs> and if you were killing someone, really, you wouldn't be fucking making the songs about it. You know. Really and why you want to be a rapper if you're already <laughs> so <laughs> successful in that world? Yeah. Like, if you're, you're really cool. moving bricks, brother, what are you doing here? Why are you bothering? It's small <laughs> potatoes. Uh, you know, right? The, the beauty part of, of like MCs like Lauren Hill was at, at the age that she came, she's as successful as she was without music being music videos being the prevalent force behind it it was it was all music it was all dude yes there was videos it was mtv but they weren't videos like there is today that got a hundred million hits she had to do everything based off and imagine music and they were spending more money on the videos then and they weren't even because they cost up because they cost way more to make it now you have a dope iphone you can do a lot Yep. And and back then what it wasn't for like, like that. You know, even if you have a homie who's nice with it, you give him a G, you yeah. know, and, and anybody can, you know, anybody can hustle up a G, you know? Yeah. And get a nice little clean video. Because now that's how people consume their music is through videos. I was actually just with uh Praz from the Fuji's the other week. Oh, Shout out to Praz. He was visiting me uh back in Montreal and shit and we were hanging out and we were talking about a lot of this stuff. Like I was picking his brain about, you know, how all the Fuji shit came together over dinner and shit and you know, he was just saying like Shit changed a lot. Like yeah. The bottom of the mu the the bottom of the music business fell out. Um, I guess you know financially, wow. you know, to where obviously we all know the old story that the record sales declined. And he was saying that Fuji's came on the cusp of that. That was like the last run of mm-hmm. people selling like thirty million albums. Yeah. And you know, he felt he was telling me like, yo, I feel really fortunate that I was able to be a part of that. But now, but here's the beauty part. Here's the beauty part, that there's artists now that are so good that their fan base is so dedicated to them that they can't go platinum. 
know what I'm saying? There's Absolutely. artists now that are going platinum when it's very easily you could just download a song and not give him any money, any sales, right? Uh, not yeah, J Cole, right? J yep. Cole just went platinum off that album now. Yep. And what does that tell you about his fan base and the type it's of growing music? and it's organic? And yep. It's expanding. And it is, and it started off with J Cole being this kid and blah 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 blah, yep. and now he is where he is because still had some major cosines. Well, I mean, he had hip-hop's to. Still yeah, well, I mean, you, it's real. It's part of the business. It's you part need, of the, you need a great cosign, right? And and obviously a lot of quality music. J Cole's a dope artist, and mm-hmm. I'm happy. That there are people like J. Cole, you know, it shows us that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Like, you know, once upon a time, like, let's call it maybe eight years ago, uh-huh. it was looking grim in terms of, like, you couldn't get a good hip-hop record on the radio or really, there's no home for it. Mm. It's like, if you come up with, if we come up with a dope record, like me and you and my homie go in the studio tonight, we come up with some hot shit, it's kind of discouraging to think there was a time where, like, there was no outlet for that. Right. Like, the club wouldn't play it. The radio yeah, wouldn't play it. No, it would have no profile. So a lot of people, I guess, maybe stop trying to make that kind of hip hop that we love so much. Yeah. The darker, harder, uh, yeah. all that rah-rah shit that we love, right? So it, it's dope that people like J. Cole of the new generation were able to come out and, and make some bread with it. Yeah. Because let's be honest, if nobody buys it and nobody cares, mm. the shit doesn't get off the ground. Right. And nobody ever hears it. Right. You know, there's a lot of hot people, there's a lot of hot producers and MCs who have shit sitting in laptops that'll never fucking get heard. Yeah. You know, and now I agree with what you're saying. The internet's kind of taking the power away from corporate, you know, corporations and putting it back into the hand, uh, putting back into the hands of of hip hop heads Mm -hmm. who can decide for themselves, this person's a clown. This motherfucker is dope. I'm following him. He's consistent. He's Mm -hmm. not too arrogant. Mm -hmm. I like his work. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I think like that's amazing for hip hop if people could be judged on the merit of their music, right? And for being cool, down to earth motherfuckers, yeah, we'd be in a good place. It would be nice. And you know what? It's getting there slowly <laughs> because the internet, yeah. although it's not new, it's still grow. It's still we're still figuring out yeah. how to charge for music responsibly. Right. We're still figuring out, you know, the real uh, back end of the internet and and how people like us can monetize that and how people like us can actually really use the internet to our advantage for more than just likes mm-hmm. or you know groupie love or whatever mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's it's important for people to understand how to grow their fan base um responsibly yeah a lot of people you know when fucking instagram blew up then they did a cleanup and people lost like hundreds of thousands of views i did i didn't really like that when i saw when it was i think it was mace who, yes, who shut down yeah. his thing because he lost so many followers. And what it was, it was fake. They were fake buys. That's what I'm fake saying. Fake views, fake. So when you got little, you know, robot online yeah. programs and robots trolling and doing all that, it's like, ah, man, that's so whack. Dude, you know? I get hit up for that all the time. Like, yo, this is dope. But hey, we can give you, for like a G, we'll give you 100,000 yeah. followers. Yeah. It's like, dude, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, are you kidding? Like, but that, they're it, not real follow. It, it's, yeah, it, it's not just real. To show it's just, your number. Yeah, just show a number okay, to change. Then how come you have four comments <laughs> and 6,000 likes no, on every post? My, fa- my like, favorite thing is on YouTube when you see 100,000 views and there's like three comments. Like, that's okay, what I'm saying. It's not come organic. On, like, what it's happened? Not organic. Yeah. And you have 60 million views and you got hundreds of thousands of people following you yep. but nobody knows who you are mm-hmm. your records don't get played in clubs right. your records don't get played in parties right. no mixtapes have your shit on it yeah. like you're either hot or you're not right. like you know what i mean so 
to me, it, it again being authentic, and I'm not opposed to doing you know smart business moves and you know doing great shows like like yours to you know expand my shit. That's 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 lovely, but you know taking those shortcuts again, it's what everybody wants to do. Everybody right. wants to shine for the wrong reason. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Huh. What up, though? On my 25th hour. TBM. On my 25th hour. Trying to see food. Getting that clam chowder. Hey, yo, turn my mic louder. Fuck your feedback. I'm like that white powder. On my 25th hour. Hustle non-stop. Sending shots at you cowards. On my 25th hour. Power and the money. Make your money. Hollywood lifestyle, all we tryna access My entertainment, a pole dancer, an actress Life of a boss, cake under the mattress Pimp shit, I try to acquire her assets Although it seems we clash more and match less We come together, present and past tense Must have had it twisted like a math test I probably womanized to my last breath I confess apologies to my last ex I've been at the stack of chips till it backflips Dreams slipping away, I had to grab it Even if it meant a brother gotta rap less Not from the south and I'm far from a Baptist But my skills are ill, I will kill this trap shit Viewer discretion, my content graphic High beams is how I weep through traffic Somebody tell Bless I'm here I got the passport with me, a lot of stamps on it, I'm ready to cross. Huh? It's gone, no. Money generate. Huh? All I do is talk about dough, let me reiterate. Wait, blow on a dinner plate, wait. 300 plus came a long way from that crate, now I cut it up. Half in the cupboard, this rap shit was a cover up. Legally, we coming up. Lyrically, I'll double up. Bless here. Oh, you know we gon' fuck it up. He from Montreal, I'll expose them if they fuck with us. Get it? So, intruders, I'm gon' wave in. The shooters, they ain't grazing. They got rookers, they like blazing. Here to watch our back, they like savings. <laughs> Well, 25th hour though Funny how I rose by playing in the flower though wow. See the plotting in the ghetto yeah. I can hear them coming like they walking in stilettos I'm God On my 25th hour Trying to see food Getting that clam chowder Hey yo, turn my mic louder Fuck your feedback I'm like that white powder Dope. On my 25th hour Terrorize the game Sending shots at you cowards on my 25th hour, power and the money, nigga. Money is the power. Fuck being patient, I won't accept this fate. I'm on a mission, no rest till we get cake. Been a contender, something like a heavyweight. Hesitate, get your brains blown, heaven's gate. Been a magician, allow me to demonstrate. David Blaine, make a chain levitate. Rap Messiah, stack till it catch fire. We at the laundromat, no dryers. Trying to get richer, no priors. A king when I rock, ain't none higher. Sucking MCs, wasting they saliva. Thinking shit is sweet like the taste of Godiva. Uh, it is what it is, even when I'm off the mark, still handle my biz. We the new school juice crew, fuck what you used to. Shout out to Kane, ain't shit change on my. On my 25th hour, trying to see food, getting that clam chowder. Hey, yo, turn my mic louder. Fuck your feedback, I'm like that white powder. Dope.
On my 25th hour, terrorize the game, sending shots at you cowards. On my 25th hour, power and the money, make it money in the power. power, power, power. But let's get to know you a little bit better. Sure. You mentioned that you're Jewish. Yeah. Well, How? I'm I'm definitely uh, of Jewish descent okay. and origins. Yeah. You know, I'm not a religious cat. Okay. But you know, that's that's definitely my background. Um, mom and dad still with us? Yeah. As sisters and brothers? Uh, two sisters. Uh, one one passed away a couple of years back. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, two sisters yeah. and uh, my mom's and my so pops. So what do they say about you being an MC for a living? Well, to be honest with you, my man, like I've been doing this my whole life. Yeah. So maybe they had something, some reservations about it when I was 12 sure. <laughs> or 14. But now but they know it's not a trend. It's not nah, something you I did this for a career my whole girl. life so yeah. far, you know, so... Yeah. I've been in the game 15 years plus, um, traveled the world, worked yeah. with a lot of cool people. You know, my pops met a lot of people in the game who, including Pac, because of all of the shit that I did randomly. Holy shit. And he didn't even realize who they were at the time until they became who they He's like, are. I know that person. He was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Like, oh, this guy ended up being pretty fucking, I mean, it's, you know, everybody knows Pac's story now. Yeah. So it's been a crazy ride, mm-hmm. man. It's been a fucking crazy ride. And uh, my parents are super supportive because they've seen how difficult it is. And everybody knows whether you're in music or not, it's hard to stick to your dream. Yeah. It's hard to persevere. It takes guts to not give up. But when you do shit for the right reason, that's just my lifestyle. Did they ever have something else in mind for you that they wanted you to do? Oh, like a no. family business or something no, like that? No, no, no. Nah. You know, my parents were really like kind of free-spirited people. And they kind of were like, look, pursue your passions. But I think early on, they thought, you know, hip hop or the music business in general could be a bumpy road, which it is. And it's an unstable road and it's an uncertain one. But I kind of was able to carve my own path. And I think I proved to, to, you know, my, my friends and family that. (laughs) <laughs> I've been in this for the you know for the longest, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be in this for the long haul. So everybody's pretty supportive. Yeah, good. What about uh, no no wife, no kids, nothing like that? Uh, I'm not a married man. Oh, okay. You know, um, I have lady, I have lady in my life, but no kids. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And just you know, I basically you know, I definitely want, I definitely want a family. I definitely want kids. But you know, when the time is right, and when I'm uh, really feel like I'm where I where I need to be in my career you yeah. know one step at a time uh-huh it, it, so is it is it is it difficult maintaining this relationship because I'm guessing she's in, in Canada mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. You go. Mm-hmm. is it is it is she having a difficult time seeing you having a tour or having nah, a everybody around or? me is super supportive anybody who would stifle your dreams is not doesn't really have your best interest yes, at heart I know? understand that but I, I'm married and my wife doesn't stifle my dreams at all but she wants me home like, yo, why are you leaving again to the show? Like, I think, and she tells me, like, look, I want you to go do your thing, but I'm also, I can't let you just have free reign yeah. at yourself because otherwise you'll never be here if I don't tell you I think, come home tonight. I think all women, do this, I, I think all women are, are the same in that respect, yeah. but I think it's just about <laughs> having a good understanding with the people around you, yeah. you know, even with, even with, your, even with your, you know, your, your, your folks, with your homies, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm out here doing something that's great. I'm not out here killing people. I'm not out here hurting people. Right. I'm out here trying to make art yeah. and contribute something to the world uh-huh. and be true to myself. And I think that that's what makes my life exciting for me to live. Right. And that's the bottom line. I wouldn't change that for anything and, or anybody. And what I tell my wife is like, if, if I were to stop doing what I do, 
I would stop being me. And 100%. you would not love me because you love Bingo. me for who I am. Bingo. Bingo. And if I was someone who, and those people, we all know those people that, not that they're afraid to pursue their dream, but maybe they don't see it to be something that could actually take they don't place. Believe it could be real. So they just don't do it. And dude, they're miserable, bro. That, they're miserable at their nine to five. Talking about that they're also. miserable at these places because, dude, that's not where your soul wants to be. Your soul doesn't want to be fucking typing, fucking. And bro, it and bro, wants to be expressing bro, itself. Life is short. Yeah. We only live once that we know about. Yeah, that's true. That we know about. <laughs> so that's all we can say for certain. Yeah. You live once. Life is short, yeah. and you're young for a really oh short period of time. Oh, my God. I tell people that all so the time. So why the fuck? What yeah. the fuck do you have to lose yeah. than to go out there, you know what I mean, yeah. mix it up, yeah. and see where it lands you? And a lot of the time, you know, people think that, oh, well, if I don't get from point A to point B, then I failed. Yeah. But maybe you get from point A to point C or D, and you're even in a better place. You never know. When you're out here meeting people and you're doing some good shit, you know, Things fall into place. And if they don't, they fall into place in a different way. You're still ahead of where you started. Instead of not moving, at least you're in a different place. You're putting action behind it. And, and, and this is what I tell people. And uh, very simple, and, and the way it started was I just asked. Mm-hmm. So I just took a chance. And the, the, what's the two? What's the, it's going to say yes or they're going to say no. Yeah. Very easy. Either you're no better than you were before or you're a lot better. But you're always But you're better. not backwards. But you're always better because you're forward. Exactly. I agree with exactly. what you're saying. Or, yeah. or you're this way or that way. Yeah. So when I got one, my first interview, my first on uh, out in the field interview was with R.A. the Rugged Man. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you a quick story. And I, I don't know if James manages him. No, I don't think so. Maybe not. He, he, he goes, uh, I asked him on Twitter and Instagram didn't answer nothing back. I'm like, man, but I'm a huge fan and he's in my hometown. Mm-hmm. I know he's not from here. He's rarely here. Mm-hmm. I really want this interview. I hit up his manager like, oh, he can't do it. I hit up his tour manager. Oh, he can't do it. Hit up his merch. Can't do it. Can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, you know what? The fuck this. We're going to go to the show and we're going to ask him ourselves. Gotta so we packed up our stuff and went and yeah, I bet he we, was like, yo, we no snuck doubt. It. Let's do it. He said no. Really? But he goes, no, I can't do it. But how about we go to my hotel room after the show and we do the interview there. Yeah, because you know, I'm, I'm like that too. Like I don't like to uh, to do interviews before I perform yeah. and I don't like to drink before I perform. I don't like oh. to be nervous before yeah. I perform. I like to just chill, yeah. run through the game plan in my head, sure, sure. perform yeah. to the highest ability that I can. Smart man. And then we could have drinks, we could hang out, we yeah. could talk, we could kick yeah. it, we could party. But I like to really, you know, concentrate and yeah. be in my zone. And then when I come out, I'm calm and bam, I just let it out. So what happened is I have a way better story now. I have a way better memory of that interview because he invited us to his hotel We were there till 4 o'clock in the morning. Dope. Like, the story is much better. Dope. And all it took was me taking that risk yep. and asking. Absolutely. Right? He got a lot of crazy stories, too. RA's been been doing his thing for a I've long time. I've got a story that he doesn't like me telling. But I like <laughs> to bring it up every once in a while because the public always goes like, oh, there's... He gave me his pants that he was wearing that night. <laughs> he so he's literally packing to go to uh, Germany. Uh-huh. Like and he's so we put the mic in the middle, we turn it up for volume, and he's packing and talking like, yeah, bro, that stuff. <laughs> and he goes and he takes his pants off. Three grown ass men just sitting there. Like he takes his pants off and he puts on other pants and he's packing everything and he goes, uh, do you want these pants? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I, I guess he figured something. Him? I kept the pants. I'm like, sure, I'll take Ari, the rugged man's pants. It can't hurt. That is so random. I still have the pants. You can sell those on eBay one day. That's what I told him. 
<laughs> what's ladies? R.A. the rugged man's pants. Yeah. Circa. But he gets mad because he, he, he denies that he took his pants off. But then I just told him, bro, then why do I have your pants? If you didn't do that, then how did that happen? Maybe he's like, oh, there were pants from my suitcase. Oh, yeah. I just stole them from your fucking suitcase. <laughs> Uh, no, but Ari the Rugged Man was super awesome, super uh, humble, and super uh, generous guy, giving us his time when he didn't have to. So shout out to him. Shout out. To so right. uh, we got a couple of segments we like to run down through mm-hmm, the show, mm-hmm. and I, I think uh, we'll have a good time with these. I need your top five musical influences of all time. Top five mu- hip hop or just general musical influences? Hip hop, because that's the easiest one that comes to mind. All right, let's hear it. That's the one I obsess over the most. Uh, top five, Rakim. Yeah. Because without Rakim, nobody would rhyme the way they do now. Mm-hmm. Everybody would still be True. like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, Mel- um, Rakim. Yep. Nas, of course. Yes. Slick Rick. Biggie. One more. Good. Big influence on my life and my career, so you yeah. got to be in there. He's a legend. So you you met Guru? Met? No, I was signed to Guru for eight years. Uh-huh. He was my right hand. I used to live with him. Um, he put out all my first shit. I tr- toured the world as his hype man. Went everywhere with him and Gangstar. Was in D and D the entire last album, the owner's album. You gotta write a book. He thanked me in all his credits and all his albums. You gotta write. A that book. was my brother. You gotta write a book. I, I gotta. I gotta read that. That's Introduced that, him to my mom. Introduced him to my mom. Came Your to my mom met Guru. How made cool Hungarian is that? soup for Guru. What? Swear to God. Oh man. My whole family. Man. I met. I met uh, Raka from Dollar the Peoples, mm-hmm. who we interviewed, and he, of uh, you know, Guru's in in their. Um, I was there at that video shoot. I was there that day. We went out. We got drunk. He didn't sleep, and he didn't have clean clothes for the shoot. So we went to Foot Locker. And, and bought like a no-name sweatsuit, yeah. and that's what he rocked in the video. He did seem kind of out guru. He wasn't like guru. We were twisted in that. And he had like he had, like it's just like, whatever we yeah. found. Like, he's like yo, bless. Like yo, let's go to this shoot. Yo, is yeah. this shit hot? And we just yeah. bought like matching sweatsuits and shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was with him the night before. Very cool. Yeah. That is a very awesome story, dude. Like, I, um, I got a lot of good <laughs> legendary hip hop stories. You got a good guru story? I got a lot of good guru stories. Give me one. <sighs> So my God. Okay. Yeah. New Year's Eve, two thousand and four. Uh-huh. He flew up to Montreal. I hooked up a show for us at this huge after-hour club at the time. So we got twisted. It's New Year's. We went out to all these parties, and the 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 owner of the venue was like, "Yo, bless, like, make sure you guys are here no later than three o'clock, and go on no later than four o'clock. That's peak. Mm-hmm. The after-hour it opens at three. So um, we're having a great time. We're twisted, celebrating New Year's. And he says, yo, he's wearing, he's rocking some leather pants and some shell toes and shit, like on some Run DMC shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, I'm too, I'm too hot in these pants. <laughs> I got to go to the hotel and change. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. But the mics are in our hand, turned on, <laughs> and mute. Yeah. The security has the flashlights and the gloves on, two in front of us, two in back of us. Right. And people are like, guru, guru. And they're restless because, you know, they've been waiting for a couple of hours and it's New Year's Eve. They want to fucking see the show. <laughs> and it's like 150 if not $200 to get in that oh, night because it's shit, New Year's. Yeah. And it's a two-floor party. Like downstairs is the house room and there's like fucking Tiesto and the biggest house DJs in the world. Right. And then upstairs is me, Guru, and I think Afu Ra. Mm. Mm, actually, no, it wasn't Afu. No, that was a different New Year's. That was a crazy one too. So Guru... 
He's like, well, I got to go. Yeah. And he forces one of my homies to bring him back to the hotel. Yeah. So I'm trying to play it off to security, like, so they don't radio the owner or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, like he just went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes pass. Oh, 30 shit. minutes pass. 40 <laughs> minutes pass. And the crap. But they've already, like, cut the music. So I'm like, yo, just tell the DJ to play. So the lights are all fucked up. Yeah. The mics are kind of feeding. Yeah. People are, like, Anxious. for an awkward yeah. amount of time thinking we're about to come out. Uh-huh. Bro, he came back like an hour later. Oh no! And but when we when we went on, yeah, the crowd just exploded because yeah. they were angry. Yeah, you know, like if anybody else had came on to open, it would have been a wrap. Yeah. But it was like one of the best shows. But it was just like so kamikaze, like fucking yeah. guru, God bless him. Like he's got to go change his leather pants <laughs> while we're going on New Year's Eve. Yeah, don't tell. And just runs away from the venue. Uh huh. Just runs away from the venue. Yeah. And another classic uh, New Year's Eve story, just because I stumbled upon it. In my uh, in this story was uh, another year I had Afu Rai Royce the Five Nine come down, and Afu has really bad asthma. Shout out to Afu. Yeah, he got an asthma attack, and we're ready to go on. And he's in the hos- in a Canadian hospital with an asthma attack. Right, and he's like, "Yo, I might not be able to do the show." And I'm like, "Well, if you don't do the show, nobody can get paid. Like, it's not me; it's the venue, right? Like, right. they're not gonna pay me until yeah, you know, we go on, uh-huh. right?" Uh-huh. And then poor Afu had to come from the hospital from an asthma attack. And I was wearing like a suit because it was New Year's Eve. And I was like, wasn't planning on performing. I was just like hooking up everything. And then he was like, yo, I need you to be my hype man and perform with me because I can't hold it down because I'm having asthma, right? I can't breathe. Right, right. So we just money stuffed in my pockets, ready to pay everyone, all dressed, all classy. Just rocked the show, me and Afu, threw the mic down, let Royce came up, paid yeah. everybody out, and right. Kamikaze made that one work too. So Damn. it was always a ro- fucking roller coaster, you right. know? It was always a roller coaster. Dude, that is having having spent time with, with these with these legends and stuff, you're gonna have a real memorable like you I'm telling that's why I'm telling you gotta write a book, dude. Like people need to hear these kind of things. It it it's it's good to experience your favorite artist on a different level. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, uh, Guru signing me and like really beyond just signing me, it wasn't really business. But me and Guru, it was really family. You know, he was my best friend for right. a long time, for many years. You know, Preem always introduces me to people. Yo, this dude was Guru's best friend. Like this blessed. I just shout out to um, shout out to Preem. I just he was in town like a month or two ago, um, and you know we got to kick it, and right. he was showing me pictures of Guru's son and of Preem's kid. Preem just had his first child recently also, so it's crazy to see life come full circle, you know, right. like we used to get, me and Guru used to get fucked up and drunk and do the whole, you know, rap star thing, and it, it's crazy to see full circle, like we're looking at pictures of kids and like right. chilling before yeah. we go on, you That's know? a beautiful thing. It man. is a beautiful thing because hip-hop grew up. Yeah. And we grew up doing it yeah you know i'm just fortunate that i started so young that i'm you know not that old yet That's a <laughs> and i can thing. still enjoy it you know? so i your top five are amazing Thank i'm you. digging that's a good top five but you know, top five producers but you Who's know your top what, five producers but, but you know <laughs> but you know well that's why i said influences because i didn't oh, know I who you taught producers in i said influence so i'm too neurotic i have to have many lists all right let me hear give me another give me another top three producers yeah Influences. I want to hear. I want to hear where, where your mind's coming from. Uh, Premier. Uh, Jay Dilla. Mm. Uh, so really like Diamond D. Mm-hmm. It's like all the DITC guys production wise. Right, right, right. 
Um, man, that's a tough one. Alchemist. Oh, for sure. Um, evidence is pretty nice too. Now, yeah. I mean, shout out to all of them, but I'm just like my like. Yeah, I would say something. I mean, I think I'm missing one for five, but I gave you four. So we'll one meet. One we'll meet halfway. Your top five are really dope, but you know what? I think my public is more interested in mm. it's your bottom five. Ooh. <laughs> I need your bottom five, your dirt five. Ja Rule. Okay. Wow, you got straight a jaw. God bless him. Not, and you know what? Even, you know, he had a record I liked, though, that New York. I'm from New York. That shit was kind of hot with oh, Fat Joe. Yeah. I got 100 clips on 100 guns. Oh, I'm yeah. from New- but I'm just saying, I never, like, his kind of hip-hop wasn't my cup of tea. Um... Man, I'm not a, I'm not a big Macklemore fan, but... Like you said, shout out to his hustle. Jaw, <laughs> uh, Macklemore. Come fuck, on. man. Bottom. Who dirt. do I hate on? Who do I hate? <laughs> I really don't hate anybody, man. Yeah. Um, there could be artists you just, uh, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, get it. Anybody who's not lyrical. Yeah. You know, anybody who's not lyrical. There was a lot of cats like, uh, man, what can I say? Uh, Father MC, remember Father MC? Oh, I can't say. That I didn't really dude. like Father MC. He was one of the first Jiggy rappers. Mm. Um, man, who, I mean, who comes to mind as being horrible? There's so many. This is a harder <laughs> question than who's good. Exactly, because there's so many. Because you don't really. Because you who never all these whack MCs I've been rapping. About you know what it is? You just every rapper raps about whack MCs. You disregard it. Are they? But you disregard them so you don't really make a list. I really, I swear to you. You like, just know when something you don't like you so you just move on. And I'm being an asshole for even picking Ja because he was such an easy because he was doing that poppy bubblegum shit. Th- there's a lot of easier ones. Everyone, everyone Soldier Boys or I didn't go-to. love Nelly. Okay, see? These are more I didn't specific. Love Nelly. I, like I opened for him once uh-huh. but I didn't love him. Okay. Um, and Chingy. There, same, same. It's the same rapper. It's the same guy. Yeah, I, we could throw him <laughs> in that category. And also... um. It's not even Soldier Boy specific, but uh-huh. all of that. I, oh, currently, yeah, all that fucking garbage that's coming out now that claims to be like trap or whatever. Yeah. That's just like Johnny Come Lately, dude. Just anything, anything that's not well written. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be super lyrical. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes shit doesn't have to be. It could be minimal. Right. But anything that's not well written, well thought out. I think you're thinking thoughts. ignorant. Ignorant, right? Because you ignorant. don't have to be super lyrical. But you don't have to be ignorant either. You don't have to I be know, like. There's some ignorant hip hop that was hot back <laughs> that you're with. You know what you're fuck with. Like MOP yeah. didn't have the most like um, complex shit, but MOP was crazy. Like their energy, like MOPs, some of my one of my favorite rap groups of all time, right. and they weren't like hitting you with the crate, but they were so fucking effective. You know what uh, I'm saying? So maybe, maybe uh, we'll see. You see, see what I'm saying? Sometimes I, I like ignorant hip hop, like purposefully Pur- ignorant. I like Bubba Sparks. Bob Sparks was cool. That's what I'm saying. He was cool. He wasn't the super lyrical, but, but he was dropping him. I don't know, man. He was kind of hot. Oh, I, you you didn't fuck with Bob Sparks? When that 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 ugly joint, I never knew ugly. the rap. Ugly, you can't find. You, you were like, who the fuck? I was. Is that? I still bumped it. That's my ringtone right now. He was dope. <laughs> he was dope. <laughs>
attack your character You bust back, just a young cat that love rap Dedicated my life to the music and place nothing above that And my world keeps spinning like hubcaps Surrounded by sketch balls and thug cats uh-huh. A real dude in the world full of frauds Come on. A righteous kid in the city of God Hip-hop committed suicide It's bigger than you and I Nice on the mic, even Christ was crucified Pac died, gangster rap scrutinized Big pass and I ask myself, who am I? Guess it's all bigger than myself And if hip-hop's dead, then am I killing myself? The cops, I got superstar props And I'm going all out, kid In my passport, same shit, my life like a crash course. Always told, be careful what you ask for. Never look back, that's what the past for. Keep it moving, that's why I stack dough. Rainy days, black diamonds and mad hoes. Money clothes, all the brother knows. Mad bitches, even when we lack riches. Uh, now I'm guessing that the time's right. For me to step back to the limelight My whole life, I was meant to shine bright No luck needed, I got my lines tight Preparation, got my mind right I could only see success, fuck hindsight uh, So I write hooks like bar fights, the boss type And we could do this shit all night So uh, there, we have a signature here on the show, and it, it's something I like to call 12 rounds. So the way it works is I'm going to ask you 12 questions, mm-hmm. each more difficult than the last. Mm-hmm. If you answer all 12 questions honestly, mm-hmm. you're the champion, you walk away with the belt. If you cannot answer the question, <laughs> or you will not answer the question, you will be knocked out, I'm the champion, and I get that chain. Oh, so I have to be honest. Are you willing to play 12 rounds, bless? You can't have my chain, but I'll try and answer you honestly. <laughs> All right. All right. Round number one. Very simple. What is your favorite part about your craft? Oh, connecting with people, seeing, uh, basically being able to uh, create or birth an idea, right. having it become materialized, right. having that be like forever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you create something, it's timeless. And, um, and you know, Sharing it with people, connecting with people through music. Absolutely. I like that. Round number two, mm-hmm. what is your least favorite part about your craft? Politics. Politics. I, the, the business of music yeah. can be a pretty shitty business sometimes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to make great records. And I understand that, you know, you got to be on top of your business in any game. But I definitely don't think if I didn't have a passion for making music 
I would be in the music business. I'd be doing something else. Oh, I see what you I wouldn't be like an entertainment lawyer. It, it's not an or easy, a manager. It's not an easy thing to I've do. I've been in it my whole life. Know? It's not even, it, it's just so, you know. You music, have to love it to really be in it. Absolutely. You know what it I mean? just has to be part of you and you're just a psycho and you just don't stop because that's, that's what you, you are. are. You, you just right. breathe it. Round number three, if mm-hmm. you could collaborate with anyone, mm-hmm. dead or alive, mm-hmm. who would it be? I like to do a record with Alchemist. Mm. I haven't. He's one of the. He's one of the guys I've. I've met him many times here and there and shit over the years. But we didn't get to. We didn't get to work yet. So I'd love to work with Alchemist, and I also, of course, love to work with Dre. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, no doubt. I like that. Round number four. What are you most proud of? Most proud of. I'm most proud of. Like in in relation to music or in general, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of that um that I had the balls to not quit music and that I'm still making records and that is a fucking passion that's been a gift that's been better than money for me. Mm-hmm. It's allowed me to travel and it's just brought so much awesome shit to my life. So I'm very proud that I didn't give that up because it, it's very easy to sure to give very that up easy. when life when life kicks you around. You yeah, know? I hear you. I'm proud of that. Round number. Five, what are you least proud of? What am I least proud of? Hmm. That's an interesting question. What am I least proud of? Hmm. Uh, the questions are getting more difficult. Yeah, they are. I'm going to give you the 10 count soon. I would say I'm least proud of that it took me a bit longer than it should have to correct certain bad habits that I had. Oh. And maybe those bad habits maybe held me back a little bit. I see what or maybe saying. they taught me an invaluable lesson. But I think if I could have got over some demons quicker, that maybe I'd be somewhere else. But then again, maybe I would Maybe I would be dead. Who but knows? you know what, though? The fact that you recognize that, a wise man sees failure as progress. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So a wise man knows his flaws, and you're wiser for having known them. When you don't... Some, don't accept them. See what I'm saying? They don't recognize they have them. Absolutely. And then that's really what's keeping them down. Can't lie to yourself. That's a very smart. That's very smart. Thank you. Uh, number <clears throat> six. Mm-hmm. What is your biggest fear? My biggest fear? Hmm. My biggest fear, I think, would be to never um, give myself an honest shot. Like, if I was to give up on the things that I'm trying to do with my life or accept, uh, like be complacent like we were talking about, I think that would be my biggest fear. To, I don't care. I don't have to win. I just right. want a, just want a shot. I'm with you. Just want my shot. Just give me the ball. Round number seven. <clears throat> Who would you take a bullet for? My mother. My first, cousins. That's the first person comes to your mom is your mom. My mom, my cousins. Yeah. My immediate, like, the dudes that have been there, and my mom, and you know, all my immediate family, mm-hmm. absolutely, like without it. a question. I would, I would, I would take a, I would even take a bullet for like, you know, somebody like that. Like I'm really cool with, mm-hmm. you know, like if it was just in the leg, <laughs> like you know, I'd be yeah. like, ah, oh, all right, no, you know, if it's in in my leg, your head, all right, fucking shoot me. In the leg. It's not that bad. I'm with it. Round number eight. Who would you let that bullet hit? I'm not saying bless shoot someone. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. There's a bullet flying through the sky. You're just not gonna dive in front of the dude. You're just not gonna, you know. 
I'm not saying you like body shield yourself. You know when they do that cool move where they they do that. I'm not saying you who do that, I? but who would you? Who yeah. would you just? Oh, yeah, you're not gonna trip if that um, bullet hits him. Who would I? I think anybody, anybody who's a genuine uh, bad human being, people who have shitty intentions towards others, or people who are really into you know. Um, not respecting karma and the laws of the universe, mm. I think that there's a lot of great people who could use that space on this planet. So if they go, oh, they like go. That. You know, I'm if they that. go, they go. Yeah. If you got it coming and you know you got it coming, you know you got it coming. God bless. I mean, it's not for me to decide or to say, but, yeah. you know, I think that there's so many, you know, like they say the good die young. You know, there's so many great, amazing people that I lost in my life, including mm-hmm. Guru, mm-hmm. including my own sister, including my big homie, Uncle Bubs, who just passed away like a few months ago. And there's a lot of people that don't appreciate their life yeah, and that aren't trying to better themselves, that are just out here sucking up oxygen. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds harsh, so no, if but they it, get it, it's It's it the reality. What, it that, what, what, I, what I, I, I think about a lot is like, if you don't respect human life, you don't deserve it. And that's really the way it is. If you're the kind of person who is easy to kill, easy to like, even if you really want to get down to like, like child molest, where you like ruining well, somebody's obvious. life. I don't think, I don't think anybody would disagree with that, you know, but beyond the obvious, right. like everybody's all oh, child molest. That, that's an easy to go, that but I'm saying easy. it's, it's very important. And also like, dude, you're, you're really such a bad person that we have to put you in a cage. Like you literally cannot mingle with society. You like, I want people to like really think about what a jail is. Like these people are so unmanageable with themselves that we cannot do anything. But but I do have to say that everybody in jail are not necessarily in that category. No, absolutely. There's a lot of good people who are doing time who unfortunately fell into a shitty situation Absolutely. or, you know, because of this whole war on drugs and shit got yeah. unfairly locked. I mean, how yeah. many people they got are, a shitty deal? Hey, let's think about Cali. How many people had like, you know, we're growing, uh, we're growing chronic and shit or we're, you know, selling or whatever. Yeah. And then the shit got legalized. They had sentences and they, and I was watching a show and they were like, Oh, so did those people sentences get overturned? Yeah. Now it's, it's, it's going to be legal. Right. No, they have to do their time. So that, that's just politics and red tape. Right. But yeah, you know, there's some legitimately, I think, I don't even know if people are are evil. I think some people are like mentally sick mm. and instead of society helping them. But sick sounds like they have no, well, like it's not their fault. But don't you think anybody who's truly evil, like who like wants to hurt people, like a serial killer, is mentally ill? I think, no I think there, mentally there's- mentally sound person there, wants to do that. I think there's you know? people that- uh, uh, um, for, went through cer- certain circumstances so bad that they kind of they it broke them, made them sick. So maybe but, they're not to blame, but they're still we still have to hold someone accountable. Yeah, and you can't else. blame the parents. You can't go back and be like you're going to jail for what he did. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? It yeah. c- takes a little humor, but I'm kind of with that. I like that idea that if they're really evil, then something's wrong. I mean, at least maybe they should technically be, maybe they wrong. should be getting treatment instead of getting locked away. Mm. But that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. I'm with that. Round number nine. Who would you never work with? I would never work with. Um, I never work with. I would never work with um, anybody who I don't think fucking respects their craft. Mm. Anybody who, you know, any like of those people we were talking about who took shortcuts and who just didn't doesn't make Iggy, quality music. Iggy calls you on the phone. Bless. I got this alchemist beat. 
<laughs> I might, but you I know got what? this alchemist. But you know, I won't say I would never work with her because I tell you this much: okay. if I did a record with her, yeah. and I wrote her part or her hook, <laughs> yeah. and I would make sure Alchemist would loop She's it like, up. No, 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 but and, I'm writing my own shit. Mm, mm, I still might do it. I won't be a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you. Yeah, she's no, but Charu you know calls you. Hey, you know what it was. I, I can't name a name. I would say I wouldn't work with anybody, and this is certain. This is like for certain yeah. that would like damage my credibility, or that would like just not be a good fit. Mm. Like if if it just wouldn't sound good, mm-hmm. even if they're a big artist for real, I wouldn't want to do it. I, hear I believe music should be or- organic, mm-hmm. and at the same time, I would work with anyone who's a complete nobody. Yeah, if they're hot, yeah, it's a pleasure. Right, and if somebody even has a huge, uh, you know, a huge uh, profile or a huge buzz. If their shit is straight up garbage and I feel it's not a good fit, I would not work with yeah, them. Yeah, that's smart. So let's say they are popping and they got a bus even better, but doesn't necessarily mean that you'll work with them just because they're popular. And you know, Very an artist smart. is an artist. Like maybe Iggy Azalea had people writing shit for her that doesn't fit who she is. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if she had somebody else writing for her and it was a better fit and more believable, maybe she could make some like cool records. But like, it, But not as an MC. Like, but if she's coming to be an MC, shit. then she shouldn't have anyone writing for her. To begin with, uh, I, see what I'm saying? listen. I completely agree with you, but look at that whole Drake Meek uh, situation. That yeah. you know, a, a lot of people were claiming that Drake didn't write a lot of his last few singles as an MC. And shout out to Drake. I'm pro Canada and everything. Mm-hmm. To me, that is weird. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, that, which I don't but know, it to be the case but, because but, then Drake comes back with these battle tracks that are like so good. There now they just get rotation Drake, on regular radio stations. Drake can spit and he's yeah. talented. That's how he got. I there. think I Drake take, is dope. I don't I, have I, anything I do against Drake. I, me too. And I don't take nothing away from him. And I think that if it was a collabor a collabor a collaboration uh, effort where his homie had an idea for a hook yeah. and then he wrote one uh, verse and then his homie said, yo, why don't you talk about this? And then it, that's how real yeah. records get made. Yeah. Collaboration. That's like saying, oh, you're whack if you didn't dude, produce the beat. How many times have you not wrote a dope line and shot it to your homie like, dude, check this out. And he's like, oh, but you know what? What if you said this? And you're like, oh, that is better. And then you just, oh, did he just help you write your track? But, is it really but the intention? If you never met someone and they emailed you a song <laughs> finished and you paypal and then 400 yeah, bucks that's getting out yeah, of, that's I'm getting out of that's control little, so <laughs> it, i don't believe that it is it, it is it was quite to that extent yeah i think it was taken out of context i hope it was because but then I think again Drake's you dope. do have the drake and uh um rapping forte issue you remember that i heard something like it's that. a whole verse that he see but then you get it again it's a different conversation but i, different I understand the premise i'm with it. round number 10 Mm-hmm. Last three, you're doing pretty good. Thank you. But these are my uppercuts. I expected them. Uh, round ten. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in God? Mm. That's actually an easy question. For oh, me. is it? I've been preparing for this interview all my life, and you never knew it. Jesus voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> what does that mean for a Jewish kid? Because I don't know if you if Jew, Jews uh, use voices. If, <laughs> I I don't think Jesus is part of Judaism, but they say Jesus was a Jew, so that's right. a whole other conversation. Who knows? Um, a lot I, of a lot of other conversations are happening. In yeah, this it's crazy. It's, it's weird. It's like for a, a philosophy <laughs> hip hop show. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, I would say, uh, I don't I don't believe in like organized religion. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not a religious person whatsoever. I was not raised at all religious. Mm-hmm. I'm a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I believe in karma. I believe in the universe. I believe in energy. I believe it's on our side, but I don't believe in God in terms of a conventional, like there's a giant 
man in the sky mm. who can strike you down. I think that we are all part of this giant cell, which is the universe. Mm-hmm. And we're microcosms of the universe. That's why we're all connected. That's why it's such a, a you know, a horrible thing to to hurt or to kill another person unnecessarily mm-hmm. because you're really hurting yourself. It's like you're giving yourself cancer. Mm. So the universe is a giant body. We're cells of that. Your body is your universe and the cells make up your body. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, you know, everything is connected mm. and everything is about balance. So I'm heavily spiritual and I believe in the universe and I pray to the universe and and I'm spiritual. But, but- I, I, I'm, I... I would probably say no. Then. Yeah, not in your conventional sense. Of not a, in the of conventional a, of sense. Of actual like uh, intelligent being. I believe in the universe, universe not the, the a, universe. God in yeah. in a in a, in a ultimate sense, but in an existential sense. Yeah, I'm with that spirituality. With that. Absolutely, spiritual Good. cat. Last two, mm-hmm. <clears throat> round eleven. Shit, I drew a blank. That conversation was so deep. I lost the trance. I think I won this round. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I won. Where's the belt? Oh, here we go. What's the belt? Round 11. What is your biggest insecurity mm. for round 11? What are you most insecure about? Hmm. Like ugly toes or like... I think my toes are okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is becoming a creepy fetish show now. Uh, nah, you know what it we is? We got many layers here. Uh, many layers, flock up. Many layers. Many layers. Um, I would say I've always been a I've always been a pretty outgoing, confident dude. You know, especially you know being an MC, that's mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. But I would say that you know growing up, I was kind of like a Jewish kid who didn't come from money, right? And the neighborhood that I that I lived in, it was kind of like I was always too, you know, too uh, broke to fit in yeah. in that world. And then, you know, coming up, me being a white boy and hip hop and everything. So I was like, you know, not hood enough to be hood and mm. too broke to be rich, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Oh. So I was always in between. Yeah. And because of that, I never felt like I fit into any box. And I guess subconsciously, that made me uh, maybe like a leader or somebody that would uh, be outgoing Mm -hmm. subconsciously. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably why I gravitated towards what I do. Mm -hmm. And I ended up, you know, becoming somewhat successful and popular. And people kind of thought I had to make my own lane because there was no. Yeah. I had to make my own lane because there was no lane to jump into. Mm Mm-hmm. There was no, so what, what, there was where, no program for. Where does your like insecurity me. fit in? I just felt like I didn't necessarily fit in. That was so. Do you, but you thought of that. So it's kind of like a chip my on insecurity your was you carried a lot. Maybe yeah, and I think that that made me like aggressive as yeah. as a teenager and yeah. shit. You oh know? yeah, for I sure. just felt like I oh, fuck you, you motherfucker. Didn't, yeah, like, you didn't know you guys where are all spoiled. Was, yeah. You guys are all spoiled, motherfucker. I ain't like you. No 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 no. And then it was funny because then like the really hood motherfuckers who really came from the dirt was like, oh fuck you, you don't yeah. come from the dirt. And I was like, yo, I don't come from the dirt, but don't get it twisted, motherfucker. Yeah. I have to bust my ass to even have a school bag. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It people uh, so, for some reason thinking like if you're white, you can't be poor. Or if you're Jewish, you somehow magically come from money, and anybody who knows me knows that's ridiculous. That's like 98% true only. But that, but that, no, it's not 98% true, bro. You know, a lot of people, like, you know, like, even in LA, right? Like, you got some Jews from Beverly Hills whose parents are really well established. But, you know, you got Russian immigrants or, you know, people from Israel coming that are 
piss broke. Absolutely. But oh, you hear they're Jewish. Oh, they must have yeah. cake, you know? Yeah. And um, that was always something that I found funny. I always brushed it off. I never cared. Yeah. But it was definitely something that it would like, you know, like. In the you, back of your like, mind, people are thinking this about. Motherfucker, I can't pretend to rap this well. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, and, I like that and, one. And, 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 and it's double hard. You know, being a white kid, yeah. you have to be double as nice to get those props, to get that respect. Yeah. You understand? Because so, then they'll go, oh, he's nice for a white kid. I had to triple So you got to be nice for an MC. I had to triple yeah. double earn that to be co-signed by yeah. people like Gangstar. Hell Star. yeah. So how motherfucking dare you mm. try and minimize my shit yeah. with some racial shit? Oh, well, you know, he's a Jewish cat, so he's his dad was probably a lawyer. That's yeah. what I heard once. Wow. Homeboy, my dad is the furthest thing from a lawyer. Yeah. God bless my pops. Yeah. Like, it was... <laughs> <laughs> like that you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's cool though that's yeah. just you know stupid people right trying to you know like whatever i don't know what i guess what i tell people okay i couldn't care less hand but. them a mic and then judge them from that yeah outside of that all this other bullshit i've heard it hand them a mic if he's nice let him in the game that's what it's supposed to yeah. be like i mean i i i think i proved myself to myself a long time yeah. ago so you're but good. when i was a youngin coming up hey, that was like i'm like yeah. ah these rich motherfuckers don't understand yeah. what it is yeah. or ah these motherfuckers trying to you know what i mean yeah. play me because they think i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. show them like that i'm really grimy or whatever you know what i mean yeah. like whatever but that's what's you know we were told for that last now. and final round bless thank you for coming through I appreciate you. It was great meeting you guys. Uh, Likewise. I love uh, getting to meet artists that I'm not too familiar with uh, because, oh, I like sitting down with them because I don't have any expectations. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But James spoke very highly of you and he's like, dude, like this. this." And then when he showed me the credits, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, okay, let's, let's do this. this." And it was something I'm, I'm very interested in. uh, You did not disappoint. Thank you. Uh, I hope to see you more in California. You know, anything Absolutely. we can do to help you with that? Hey, man, I appreciate that. I'm out here working with my homies right now, yeah. and uh, hopefully I'll be coming back out here a lot more and mm-hmm. shit. And, um, you know, we got a new record, by the way. I don't know if James yep, mentioned that to you. Uh, Spoils of War. It drops uh, available, you know, everywhere online and uh, selected retail as well. Um, Who do um, we have anyone on the record? Yeah, November 27th, Bless Spoils of War. We'll start there. Um, I got my man Vado. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Vado. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the whole fucking uh, We the Best. I got my man Fred the Godson from the Bronx. Right. Familiar with Fred? Mm-hmm. Fred's a beast. First singles, me featuring Fred, is called 25th Hour. Mm-hmm. That comes out next week, actually. Make sure we get you that. And I got my man Static Selector. On the record oh, as well. Oh, shout out. Yeah, That's dope. Shout out to Static. So, yeah. you know, I had to show some love to the OG Boston alumni and yep. shit. You know, Static we used to really be supportive when me and Guru would go to Boston mm-hmm. early in his career and shit. So, yeah, Static, Fred, and Vado on this release. It's a 10-track uh, LP. Um Production, of course, from my partner in crime who does everything with me production-wise, my boy Mano Sound Machine. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. And, um, yeah, it's a great project. I think that uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy it. So that comes Definitely out November 27th. All right. So uh, whenever that does drop, let us know. We'll be more than happy to put up on our website. Thank you. Promote it on our page. Thank you. It's you are available. now an official Wake the Flock Up artist. So what that yeah, means yeah. is you get free promotion for life. Appreciate that. So anytime you have a show or anything you want to push, send us the link. We'll put it up on the website. Appreciate that. And it'll get tweeted to everyone that listens. I really appreciate that, Absolutely. my brother. I can't thank you enough, Absolutely. man. Good to be here in LA. So with last you. and final round. Okay. Bless. Yeah. Round 12. Let's do it. Why? Mm-hmm. Why what? Why? <laughs> Why what? Why? Why am I coughing? Because I'm a little under the weather. 
Why? Why do I do what I do? Why? Oh, this is like a trick question. Is it? <laughs> That's a good one. This is how I lose? I'm asking you why. I had to do it because I was born this way. I was born to do it. I had to. That's why. I respect that. I had nothing else to do. Yeah. Have nothing else. Mm -hmm. That's why. Yeah. Does that work? It's the best reason I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) The reason. I don't know. The reason I (laughs) asked. That's why I guess. I asked why, and 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 I'll because. (laughs) <laughs> What's what happens then is uh, we'll see who answers that question. What I mean is this: is it is it um, DMC that answers the question? Is it the father that answers the question? Mm. Is it the brother? Mm. What does your mind go yeah. to when I ask you why? Because people tell me I have to go why, and they're like, dude, because I want to feed my kids, or why? Because I want to leave something behind. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I can do it. Why? Because they. So I want to know where your mind goes directly, because the answer question why. Is very broad and yet very specific at the same time. Now that I get your vibe, I I I believe this is my calling. Truly, yeah. mm-hmm. that's the only reason why. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because if not, I would have quit a long time ago. Music right. has not always been the most profitable thing yeah. to do, right. but it's always been the most rewarding. And you know, I love it to death. Yeah. Literally, beautiful thing. <laughs> Literally. All right, you are the champion, baby. Thank you, my brother. I like man. That. Thank you so much yeah, for having me. Absolutely. Um, uh Definitely. Uh, just wanted to say, uh, spoils of war. Bless spoils of war. Available for pre-order on iTunes mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check that out. Available everywhere. November twenty-seventh. Shout out to my distributor, Herbnet. Shout out to everybody back home supporting me. Shout out to everybody in LA and worldwide tuning into the show. Um, you can uh, you can check me out on my website mm-hmm. officialbless.com uh, Instagram Twitter YouTube, at officialbless at officialbless and um, that's it that's all mate it's a beautiful thing thank you for joining me Alan Gallery thank you for having us again yeah. so for Mighty Zulu Kings for Alan Gallery for Bless for Canadian Hip Hop for real hip hop everywhere yeah. this is Concept 714 asking you demanding that you help us Wake the flock up. Wake the flock up.